0: Before we get to today's OBR Film Breakdown podcast, a quick reminder to you out there about the $100 in free bets being offered by America's number one sports book, coming to the Buckeye State right around the corner as gambling hits. That's FanDuel. They're offering OBR Film Breakdown podcast listeners this $100 in free bets by using the promo code OBR. Again, $100 in free bets. Just use the promo code OBR. So as the year winds down, you're getting ready for – you know, the turn of the uh, which will still be football season, which will which will be lovely, you know, getting ready for the turn of the new year, which brings legal sports betting to the state of Ohio. The OBR is partnering with FanDuel uh, for the rest of the year to give you an opportunity to get those free bets. Again, one hundred dollars in free bets using that promo code OBR. The usual stuff is in line here. You have to be 21 or older and be president in Ohio. The bonus is issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven Days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. That's again, 1-1-2023. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So now let's get over to the latest episode of the OBR Film Breakdown Podcast. Mm -hmm.
1: Going, going on, on everybody? everybody. It it is, is the OPR, OPR post-game recap. The Cleveland Browns, in hideously embarrassing fashion, lose to the Miami Dolphins this afternoon by a final score of 39-17. to The Dolphins dominate from beginning – well, maybe not from beginning. From their first possession to the end of the game, the Miami Dolphins looked like the, I don't know, the 86 Bears against the Cleveland Browns this afternoon – Uh, And the Browns fall Uh, all the hope that we had on the pregame show is probably going to be gone, but let's talk about it. Uh, Joining me here on the postgame show, Jake Burns and Brad Ward and fellas a couple short hours ago, the three of us were all to Brad. You were called you Brad Stradamus. You had the feeling that you had. You had the feeling that you had about the Bengals game uh, and, and you felt it again here. And it became very apparent very early that this Browns team just could not hang with the Miami dolphins. They got crushed. What the heck happened out there?
2: Yeah, uh, no show, right? Uh, no show from this team. Um, they play with no edge. They play soft. They play uh, the defense. Uh, it was, I mean, holes for days. Like five running backs could run through repetitive holes. Uh, I mean, so obviously they went and watched tape and they saw teams running against the Browns and were like, we don't need to throw on them, you know? uh clearly they they did whatever they wanted to there was no resistance it was embarrassing the but the the thing that's the most disheartening it's a no-show game again from the browns but like there is no edge there is no pushback there is no fight there i don't see it especially on the defensive side of the ball at all like there's no leadership there's no rallying point there's no there's nothing and, and it's just it's extremely disheartening and Uh, you know, they got their ass kicked. Jake. Yeah, I don't have much to add to what
0: Brad said. They got they got their ass kicked, man. And it was a uh it was a step back in the in the wrong direction. It felt like a team that we had watched earlier in the year, I'm sure you guys would agree. And um, you know, I gotta watch the film to see if there's some stuff in there that stands out in terms of like why Miami was able to gouge them in the run game pretty consistently. I mean, the Dolphins ran for 195 net rushing yards. Their high on the year was 130, so um, it's it's a really embarrassing game. I I I don't know what I kind of said before before this one, um, you know that that it's just sometimes teams show up and sometimes they don't. And for this team to show like not show up in the fashion that they decided to not show up in this one is it's pretty disheartening. I mean. I just felt like Miami physically beat the shit out of them on both oh. sides of the football and coming off of a bye week. I thought that was really embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. And um, you know, you're watching Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert do things that you would expect Nick Chubb, Jacoby Brissett, sorry, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to do. And you're, you're just befuddled. So uh, we'll dig into some of the details here, but it was, it was extremely disheartening to watch because there was no answer. It's not like, I mean, there were a couple instances where I felt like the Miami running backs made a nice run um, inside of the hole, made somebody miss. But I mean, there were those were Mack truck lanes to run through. (laughs) I mean, I think my fat ass could have run through some of those. Like I'm just saying like they were extremely um, uh, opportunistic. Put it that way. They were pretty easy running lanes for those guys to find. So all of uh, overall it let down from every angle you allowed 491 yards and you only went for 297 and that's with a quarter of, of garbage time that you could have put up more offensive stats so uh, they got they got crushed and i i cannot fathom coming off the bye week how that could be the outcome and it's extremely disappointing and um you know there's a lot of people who are pretty mad about this and they should be mad about it and i don't really have any rebuttal to it they were they were meth- methodically torched. Um, and we'll talk about the stats here in a second, but like the, dist- the dis- distribution of the passing game and how they uh, just kind of did whatever they wanted to. And then really on both sides of the football where a beat up secondary was able to man up the Browns pretty much all day and have no issues doing it in terms of uh, stopping the passing game because the Browns didn't run it. There was no real threat from the second level to commit to run game support because they, the Browns didn't run it well. So this is as bad an outcome as you can have, and especially coming off a bye
1: week where you thought "Eh,
0: everything's on the line and this is what they did.
1: Hey, jump in the comments. It's already lively over there. Uh, If you want to take part in the show, if you want to ask questions, uh, if you want to just talk to each other in the comments, please do so. Uh, We always love your participation here on the OBR guys. it, It was, it felt like the Miami dolphins targeted and successfully uh, win after every last one of the Browns' weaknesses. It felt like they targeted the interior of the Browns' defense, which is atrocious. I mean, man, did they make them look bad. Uh, it felt like they they wanted to make Jacoby Brissett beat them. Uh, and, and and again, Jacoby's been good this year, but he is a backup quarterback, and he is for a reason. Uh, and, and they really kind of put the ball in his hands, and that didn't work very well. Uh, they seem to just go after everything that we are concerned about. They know this interior of this Browns defensive line is awful, and there's no great linebackers behind them to stop anything, and they just exploited that all game long. At what point, guys, at what point is there an accountability? At at what point do we look at this and say either, yeah, the team just kind of sucks up the middle, and these players aren't very good, or do we say where's the scheme to try to help these players up the middle be better? Because it just felt like there was no adjusting to what Miami was doing. And they did it all game long. W- yeah, where's Brad, the fault? Is, is the fault of coaching or is the fault more in coaching or is the fault more on the field?
2: I mean, I, I think both. Um, I don't think the coaching was good by any stretch of the imagination, especially with two weeks coming in. But, you know, we... I feel like they wanted they their focus was on taking away Hill and Waddle, and they just beat you with everything else, right? Um, you know, they spread the ball around to everybody. Uh, you know, and people are commenting, and I think it's worth noting that the best, you know, the best unit on this team is the offensive line, and and they were terrible today. Yeah. They were awful. And Nick wasn't today. very
0: good either. Nick fumbled, yeah. and Nick, was I not thought he good. had several miss, missed missed uh, opportunities, and Kareem was pretty bad. Like. Yeah, there was yeah. no good group out there today. There really no. wasn't. I thought Jacoby played fine, really, um, based on what he was dealing with. He was getting tort like just harassed, for large portions of the game, and was twenty-two of thirty-five. But I mean, at every level, Brad. To your point, it's every level, and I don't have an. an- you guys want you guys want this answer? So like. Um, if you just replace Joe woods after the season and don't change any personnel, it's not going to be a good defense. If you just replace personnel and don't replace Joe woods, I don't think it's going to be a very good defense. So it's a mixture of both. I don't think they have some, um, uh, I don't think they have a, a defensive coordinator who creates a bunch of advantages for them. I also don't think they have anybody who overcomes the status quo of what's expected for them on a play on defense very often this year. So, it's a it's a mixture of both like they don't have anybody overachieving like making wow plays like look at that effort look at that play look how he defeated his man there's some here and there sprinkled in not many and then there's not many times where i'm like man they just out scheme those guys they put together a plan that really confused the quarterback really confused you know uh, the the run blocking so on and so forth they they just don't really do that so if you're going to be bland you better have dudes and they don't have a bunch of dudes so You know, that's just the fact of the matter and kind of where we're sitting and we'll see what they end up doing about it.
2: You know, it's interesting. You look back at the Cincinnati game and you think, okay, the Bengals partially made themselves one-dimensional, right? Like the Browns Mm -hmm. didn't take away the run. They made themselves one-dimensional and only ran it 10 times. They're probably kicking themselves watching this today. Like, you know, we we just gave up on the run and started throwing the ball early. Uh, I, I don't know. It's embarrassing across the board. The offensive line was bad. To 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 your point, Jake. Uh, the um, uh, Nick was ch- fumbled, which is uncharacteristic. But uh, there's no there was no liveliness. There's no edge to this team. There's no pushback when they're getting punched in the mouth. There's no there's no surge back. Or or I, I just don't see it. And and to Greg Gumbel's point, or is that his name, Greg Gumble? Yep. On the call today, yeah. To Gumbel's point, or whoever was saying it, Archuleta. There's nobody on the defense that ever makes a play, like make a play, make an interception, tip a ball in the air, do something. They needed a turnover to turn, even just to make it a game. And nobody ever makes that big play. It's just like, like to Jake's point, it's status quo. They're going to do, you know, they're, they're where they are in the defense. They make the tackle, they get up, they make the next play. It's like, if there's no spirit, where's the spirit, where's the emphasis, where's the heart, where's the leadership, Where's the edge? Where's the pride? There's none of it there. It was embarrassing. Uh, They just got walked on, and it looked like they didn't give a shit they were getting walked on. Hey guys, it's me, Jake, telling you
0: again about the Fantastic offer coming up from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, which is coming to the Buckeye State at the turn of the year. They're already available. If you go in, sign up, you get $100 in free bets with an early sign up bonus. Now, again, reminder you cannot get this offer if you wait around and do it after the turn of the new year when, when it's a go live date for sports betting in Ohio. You have to do it early. You get an early sign up bonus by using the promo code OBR. Very simple, just OBR. Get that sign up bonus. Bonuses issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real-money sports wager in Ohio, 1-1 of 2023. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide
1: Yeah, that's what I what I don't get. And, 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 you know, you can talk about the players and I agree with you, Brad, a thousand percent. When you're talking about the players, the we could call out John Johnson a hundred times. I saw him run away from a tackle again today. Uh, Jake, you'll see it in, in the film if you didn't see it live uh, on, on a touchdown run. You saw him run away from a tackle. Uh, the money, gone. the money that they spent on that guy to not come out and play hard is tough. Uh, but but the other thing that drives me nuts is. It's now been weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of the same thing. And you would think that you would learn in a pass first primarily uh, 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 situation in the NFL that pressure is going to be your friend. And and I know that it isn't as simple as just go out there and blitz all the time. But they drew up nothing to try to make Tua Tagovailoa uncomfortable. Nothing. There was nothing. drawn. It it was literally just a four-man rush all the time. A four-man rush all the time, and you see it time and time again. Teams that are able to get pressure on quarterbacks create mistakes. But when you don't, when you allow the offense, when you allow the Dolphins' offense to say, "Listen, we know the pressure is coming from the outside," teams can scheme for that. I don't care who you, I don't care if you have Lawrence Taylor coming from the outside. Teams can scheme for pressure coming from the outside when it's just coming from two dudes. When you got nobody doing anything up the middle you got no fear of anybody coming at you from a linebacker position. No creative kind of blitzing. None of that happening. When none of that is threatening Tua, he drops back. And then he just dinks and dunks all the way. I am terrified at what Tom Brady is going to do to this team if they play that kind of defense against Tom Brady. You're just going to give him dinks and dunks down the field. He's going to throw for 10 touchdowns. I do not understand the lack of creativity on this defense. The willingness to just be like, well, hey, listen, we got Miles and Jadevian. So if they don't get to the quarterback... Oh well, what are we going to do? But that's what it feels like watching this team, doesn't it? Like where is there any level of creativity with any of these guys?
0: No, we've we've kind of been asking about that them to Well, first of all, today I don't I don't let me, let me see here if I can my computer screen just went black. The Dolphins only had 11 third downs. They they played they had 67 plays and only 11 third downs. So like there wasn't really and I would venture to say of those third downs not many of them were third and five or more. I don't have that data, but I would venture to say it's pretty low. So, you know, the, it seems like the only time the Browns really get creative on blitz stuff, and this is, again, borderline here, is is in third down and long, and they didn't have the Dolphins in many third down and long. So, yeah, like they didn't get creative at all. And, um, and, and, and it shows. It shows. I mean, Tua was – 25 of 32 for 285 and three touchdowns. And I it was mean, easy. Like, it was, it was he wasn't easy. Making, he didn't make any he made above a couple, average there a play. There, there was a one throw on throws. the left corner uh, yeah. for that first half touchdown close, but there were not many throws where I was like, oh, God, that's a ridiculous play against pressure or something. I don't have, again, the pressure numbers. It's pretty obvious that the Browns only had one split sack between Newsom and Deion Jones on the, the double pass Miami was trying to throw in the first <laughs> half. So there was no creativity. I again, I don't have uh, right in front of me the pressure rate stuff, but yeah, man, it's it was- it's it's embarrassingly bad. It's bad. They didn't draw. I don't know the blitz numbers will be low because they didn't blitz much. And 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 yeah, I talk about it all the time. How do you how do you confuse quarterbacks? There was no confusing quarterbacks. And I actually oh. thought there was a pretty high volume of man to man played. And like if you look at the stats for the Dolphins in this one, um. It's kind of wild. They had uh, Waddle had five targets. He had four catches, 66 yards. Trent Shurfield had five targets, four catches, 63. Alex Ingold, the fullback, had four targets for 45 yards on four catches, a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had six targets, five catches, 44 a touchdown. Josecki, two for 31. Uh, Jeff Wilson, the running back, two for 24. Mostert, four for 22. It's like an insane amount of just. That's what you do take, when you're playing the practice squad.
1: Yeah, it's what you do when you're playing the scout team.
0: For sure. It just, they were just taking what was given to them and there was oftentimes no confusion about what was being given to them. So yeah, yeah. it was a hyper efficient performance. And, and again, the Browns defense didn't, it didn't feel like the Browns defense made them work for anything. Jeff Wilson was 17 for 119 and a touchdown, a seven yards per rush average. Raheem Moster was eight for 65 and 8.1 yards per rush average and a touchdown. The only long run was 24 between the two of them. So it's not like they broke some long run to give them a – no, they methodically and efficiently beat the Browns down in the run game to the tune of uh, a total number of rush uh, rushes. I'm not sure what the total number of rushes here is, like 35 rushes. Um, God, so, what, yeah.
1: Brad. Where, then where is the, somebody coming in saying, all right, listen, we came into this game, not with very clearly you come into this game, not wanting to get beat, not wanting to let Tyreek and Jalen Waddle kill you over the top deep passes, all that stuff. Very clearly that's a game plan. That's a focus. At what point though, does somebody look at what happens early in the game and say, whoa, we've got the wrong focus in this game. We need to be creating pressure on the run. They are killing us on the ground. There was never a shift in focus. They continued to just play soft. They continued to back up. Let guys have 8, 10 yards. It's fine. Let them have – let them run the ball. As long as we're not giving up big bombs to Tyreek, then we're good. Where is the shift in focus? I do not understand. I would rather have – I'd rather put the ball on his arm on the deep ball because he still, to me, doesn't throw the prettiest deep ball. He underthrew one in this game. At what point do you say, let's put the ball on his arm – and if he beats us deep, he beats us deep. But we got to be more aggressive at the line of scrimmage. They didn't adjust at all.
2: Yeah. And uh, to your point, no adjustment. And it looked like the game plan was, and this is patented Joe Woods game plan. Let's just keep it all in front of you. Oh. And if they if they pick us apart down the field, we'll make them go on 10, 11 play drives and hope that they make a mistake or we hold them to a field goal, right? And that's kind of what his philosophy seems like it is a lot of the time. Well, guess what? You didn't cause any mistakes. You didn't get any pressure. Uh, No pressure at all. You didn't dial up any pressure. And to your point... The adjustment in the second half, when you're down and you need to create a turnover, no blitzes, no, <laughs> no, you know, no manning up. Still playing soft defense. Still trying to keep everything in front of you. Like I don't think I don't know what you expect to happen differently when you don't make any changes to what you're doing, right? Like it, it just didn't. You know, the, we know that's not Joe Wood's strong point uh, is making adjustments, but it, th- this was just. It's it's not I can't put it all in the coaching cuz the players didn't No, right. The players look the coaching was like not good. 2 weeks to prepare, right? There's no excuse for being this dismantled, right? After being ready for 2 weeks, you should have some answers and you offense too, you should have some stuff figured out edge wise to get up and down the field on this team after 2 weeks of look this team gave up 35 points to the to the freaking bears last week and 34 to the lions yeah. the week before uh, you should have been able to move the ball up and down the field on this team They really just went out. This is not a good offensive line, but this offensive line that's not very good went out and dominated you, kicked your ass, out physical geo in the trenches on both sides. You got zero pressure. There was just no life to this team. They went out and no-showed. No-show game in a game you had to have it. Coaching wasn't great. Uh, The plan wasn't great, and you got nothing from your players. Nobody stepped up, and this is what you get when that happens.
1: That's just, you know, guys, I don't know that there's anything worse than you can say about a team than what you've already said a couple times, Brad, and it, it's all I could think about it is I'm watching this game just continuously. I, I mean, man, it it, it was spiraling, and, and when I thought it couldn't spiral more, it spiraled more. The word of this game is embarrassing, and I think it's the worst thing that you can call your team that you're watching. It was embarrassing. Your team is – the Cleveland Browns are embarrassing. That was an embarrassing performance, and frankly, they've had multiple – embarrassing performances this year and you love to circle that Bengals game and say well that was fun but it's a mirage that Bengals game was a mirage make no mistake about it you come off of that game you go into the bye week this season is in front of you and it's not to take anything away from the Miami Dolphins because the Miami Dolphins are a good football team and they they are but you are supposed to be a good football team you come off of the bye week and you go into a game like this I can't think of anything worse to say about a team then you are just flat out embarrassing. And that's, that's what it was guys offense. Let's switch over. Cause the defense, which ugh, ugh, makes me want to throw up. The defense was terrible offensively though, guys. Could, could they have done anything like when you're watching that game? What do you feel like that needed to happen differently? I know a lot of people are going to be out there screaming about running the ball more, but frankly, they threw the ball so effectively uh, in on that first possession. That's how they scored their touchdown. Uh, and, and, Oh, Jake. Yeah, I saw Jake was trying to talk, but he's muted. Uh, uh,
0: Yeah, they can't. Why would people want them to run more? They were atrocious running the football. I was going to say, is there is
1: there is there anything you saw offensively that they should have been doing differently against this Dolphins team? Or were they just I mean, were they just outmatched? This game felt very clearly, especially in the receiving core, that you just didn't have playmakers out there you just didn't have guys that could break open a play for you that's kind of what it. they they didn't
0: run it this group has to run it they have to run it they're not going to be able to throw it 35 times and win a bunch of games now maybe when watson comes back like that's possible but they're they're not built that way they're 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 good enough like they they did some good things in the receiving aspect of this game in my opinion at least it wasn't atrocious but they ran for like 75 yards i don't know the exact number i could pull it up but they can't play that way. They're a not a lot of not, them were on one run, they're, not, they're yeah, and they're not paying them to play. Like they're paying guards and running back. Like that's what they're paying right now. They're they they have to run the football. And if they can't, it makes things more magnified with the receiving group that's already down, David and Joku. So, like again, though, uh, they they had a chance, they fumble a they fumble a the ball. Um you know, um, in, uh, in Miami territory, they get stopped on fourth and short in Miami territory, and that's like the story of the game. Then they they get stopped right before half, or they don't score anything. Sorry, um, get stopped right before half, they don't score. Uh, give the football back to Miami uh, as they as they drop a throw. Like it just is magnified. They weren't good enough. They didn't run it, and if and if they can't run it, uh, it, it starts to make everything very tight in their in their passing endeavors because. Um, when you put on top of all of the issues that they had with running, they didn't protect the passer either. So what are you what are you gonna do? I mean, it just it was a they they all they all laid an egg in this game. There is no good aspect of it. So it's really just gonna be a week of this was terrible. They were unprepared, they didn't play hard and they didn't execute. I mean, I know everybody hates that from Kevin sometimes, but uh, they, they didn't execute. I didn't think they executed. I didn't think they put on They pro they were, they were definitely out coached. They didn't have answers. Like I would like the offense to mix in some more screen game here and there. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think the offense is still leaving on the table too, but um yeah, I, I just, I'm starting to think there's one of two things going on here. Either we have hyper uh, overvalued the talent level of this group, which is possible. um Or, you you know, or they're just, these guys aren't developing and getting the best out of them, which is a conversation that probably has to happen, you know, because I I, I don't think they're getting the most out of them. Now, how do you fix that? A lot of discussions will happen between now and the end of the year, and there's a lot of different things to go on, but, but they're not getting, they're not developing like I mean, I'm watching enviously watching some Miami secondary guys who I've never heard of make plays, and I'm like, Greg Newsom is just getting killed. Like, yeah, yeah. I just am like, this is ridiculous. Why am I wa-? like this? Feels again. It felt like a different game. It felt like a different game by being played by different teams on different levels. So, um, yeah, and and, and I I still think that they're lacking some leadership in the locker room. I really do. Which is, I talk, I think I don't know if I talked to you about this, Brad, or not, but. I think the thing that we're we're waiting on to see if Watson is the leader that they need. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know because I don't think the guys, the young guys that they have drafted are all sort of internal guys. Nick, Miles, Denzel are all very, they're not wildly outgoing. Miles does it because he sort of has to but he's not wildly outgoing. Guys like Walker are very like Anthony Walker are very welcome there because they need guys yes. like that. They like John Johnson because well he can do this Ugh. mentally. He fit like he can he can do that stuff and we were all excited for a reason. JOK a little bit Brian to your comment there a little bit, but JOK can be a bit of an internalizer. They yeah. need vocal accountability type guys and I'm just worried that some of these guys are not those types, and they're the important guys. Joel Batonio, quiet. Jack Conklin, quiet. Like those are just, the guys. Yeah, those are quiet guys. They're just not the the outgoing, boisterous guys. And I do think you you do need vocal leaders at times, and yeah, and even Kevin. Kevin's not a go yell at you type of guy. So again,
2: I I wrote I don't about. Have answer um, I wrote about and i know he's a rookie so i don't expect him to do it now but a guy that i would like to the defense to take his identity and i would love for him to be like a leader is martin emerson like he seems to have some charisma and some outward vocal some swag some some you know and he edge. plays hard as hell. He has like, some edge be, uh, to him. Guy. He has a little bit of edge to him. So maybe I would like to see him be a leader. I don't know if he's up for that in the future. But I wrote that if there anybody, if there's any player right now, I wanted this defense to take the identity of it would be him because of the way that he plays and the, and the edge that he plays with. But you know, not that he had a good day today either. I'm just saying that uh, all in all, you're right. There, this team is quiet across the board there's really nobody that's like you know they miss anthony walker for sure um and watson is a big question mark about what he's going to bring to the locker room i don't think it's a question mark it, it, it how will it be how will it be received where will this team be when he returns and then the off season and forward obviously is the question there i'm not um, saying
0: you need like a bunch of yellers i'm not i'm not no, saying that but no. i'm saying like when everything's down either you're at a low point as an organization or you're at a low point as a team, offense deep, whatever. Who's the guy who's talking, leading, stepping to the forefront. And it's natural. They have a bunch of leaders by example. I think that they've got some guys who work really hard. Nick works really hard. I think they got a bunch of guys who work really hard, but I think they have a bunch of guys who want to be led by somebody and not just a coach. I'm talking about like a player to lead them. And I don't know that they have that guy here. And I, I think, think they've they been do. trying to find it. Um, and they've, they've kind of, and like I said, I think if you look at John Johnson and Anthony Walker, who were both brought in, in the same off season, pretty similar type of leadership guys. Like they're looking for that. And again, I don't know if Watson is that guy. Watson is not seemingly not a huge talker. And when he's talked this off I've wished he'd stopped talking, but like, well, uh, um, you, you get what I'm coming from. Like, I don't know if he's that guy either. But again, if you make enough plays and you're a quarterback, you make enough winning plays, you, you kind of do your talking that way. But well, he, they, seems, they like, they he seems like he seems need... like a guy
1: that's going to do what you're kind of looking at. Like a, a lot of the talking he's been doing this off season has been not about football, and that goes to a sure, totally different thing. Sure. but I think from a football perspective, he's been a guy even in Houston that that is a type of guy like that. But I, I think you have, have to hope. You guys are so right though, because you know I think I think this team takes on more the identity of the player identity that I think this ta- team takes on more than anybody else. And I hate to say this because I like him, but it's <laughs> Jadavian Clowney. I think Jadavian Clowney goes out there, plays hard, uh, but doesn't have that like internal like I, I don't know that Jadavian like cares shit all that much. No, like I think he finishes a game and takes a shower and goes back and goes home and hangs out and he's going to sign another contract somewhere next year and everything's going to be fine in his life and that that is no offense to jane mcclennan because the guy can do that he's out there doing his job fine but i think that the team takes on that identity it's easy for a team
2: yeah it's easy for guys to on a team like maybe that's not doing as well as you thought it would, but it'd be easy for guys to fall in that mode too. Like it's easier on them if they take that mentality. I'm not accusing the entire team of that, but to your point, Mike, I think you make a great point. Certainly there are guys that when they get done, win or lose, still have a smile on their face when they go home and, and do whatever. They're not, you know, they don't internalize what's ha- happening right to, with this team or, or care outside of the building. Um,
1: listen, listen, these dudes got walked over. I like, I like this comment from Justin S and I think it, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to spend an hour doing this. We're going to wrap this up here pretty quickly, but how do you not come out in the second half with your hair on fire? You give up the touchdown going into the half and then Miami comes out and just walks. That's, that's this game. That is, that is this game in a nutshell. Miami comes out in the third quarter and marches down the field and scores a touchdown, just shoves it down your throat and you do nothing about it. And there, there was no uh, t- fire, no drive, no nothing. Just absolute two th- nonsense.
2: Two things. Uh, I wanted to answer one question in the chat about Andrew Barry. And then uh, as far as that them coming out and double dipping like that, first of all, you know – it was bad situational football by the Browns. They had the ball. All you had to do was get one first down and get a good punt, and you're not. And they they didn't get the first down, and then they punted. And they got the ball at the fifty yard line with a minute thirty left, and, and of course you were in trouble then for the double dip. That was the start of the the you know the total collapse. Is Barry culpable in this? Yes, I think he miscalculated wildly on this on this front for. Uh, front 7 front 4 i mean it's an analytics thought that you're going to invite the run in this high powered high pass nfl guess what points are down teams are running the ball more and you're getting gashed by it and you and you've it's happened multiple times this year the dolphins are high, one of those high powered offenses which is why i thought hey this is what we're built to stop but you know what they read They read, uh, watched the tape, and saw the teams run against the Browns, and they did exactly that. So I think he is absolutely culpable. He paid no attention to that position at all in the offseason when people were banging the table about it, and it's a huge problem.
1: All right, guys, the Browns get smoked by the Dolphins. I want to let people go because one of the games of the year is happening right now. I'd rather have people go watch that than listen to any more of this, to be honest. The Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings are just slugging it out. They just went to overtime. Uh, guys, f- any final thoughts, uh, Jake, any final thoughts from this one, uh, moving forward. We talked on the pregame show. We talked a lot about this three game stretch being, being the season. If you're going to get the Sean Watson back with any hope of moving forward into the postseason, this three games was going to set the tone and set the tone. It has the Browns have been completely decimated in the first leg of this three game stretch. And now you're going to go play Buffalo next week. Uh, final thoughts on this one.
0: I have none. We've given them. They were terrible. And I don't really I mean, until I watch it and can place blame accordingly, I don't really have any great takes. So I think we've covered every angle of this atrocity that we can cover. I'm being honest. So that's my final thought. Brad, I'm disappointed yeah. in them. I'll leave it with that. Just disappointed. Oh, that's oh yeah.
1: oh. Hold on, Jake's a dad too, and you know how powerful that is. Yeah, it your is dad powerful, telling you how disappointed he is, Jake. Yeah. You just nailed it with that. My stomach that just
2: dropped when he said it. I know. Actually. Oh, I yes. just got so sad. Uh, no, yeah, it's disappointing. It was embarrassing. Uh, you would like a football team that you watch from Cleveland to play with more edge and more heart than that. Um, I'll just say that. And as far as where we go from here. Uh, I mean, you, it, it really depends on. They're not out of it, right? Like they're not out of it. I mean, even if they won one of the next two, you could you could still run. I mean, the the back end of this schedule is really, really, really looking weaker by the day. I mean, the Steelers beat the Saints today. Um, I don't know. You could see what happens with Watson, but you need to get to ten wins somehow. Uh want think,
0: think about the Saints. They have no first round pick
1: and they have no quarterback. quarter. By
2: quarter uh, <laughs> you, you're getting red there are a lot of people disagree <laughs> disagree uh, with you right now. That's fine. They can Here disagree with me. And it may be over and it may be over. I'm just saying like, you know.
1: It can like, it's not
0: physically over like it's in not terms of they're still alive. Yeah. yeah, they're still alive and they but I have zero faith they're gonna like they're gonna maybe put some games together, but th- it's over. I mean, they're they're not. This is not a playoff team. They're, and they're, I actually like this, this
1: comment too. Reshape. P. Diddy Weiss. It was over when they let the Jets come back and win. And gosh darn if it if it doesn't feel like that, it well, uh, absolutely it does feel like
2: to that. to everybody saying that it's over. Do you, I mean, if they got one out of the next two, do you don't think that Watson could go win five out of six? You don't think Watson's good enough to do that? I think Watson um, is. I don't
1: know if the defense is. Yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, I'm okay. with you. That there's, it's just. I just think it's I, maybe, it's hard, maybe
2: a different team, different energy yeah. when he gets here. Maybe, 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 maybe.
1: we can hope. Uh, we will we'll replay this when you're right. I'll put it that way. So. We can hope. Listen, you're going to get a bunch of Browns content on the OBR this week. Uh, we got Monday. We got the Monday rewind. I'll be on with Cody and Fred to break this one down. Sorry that we're going to do that to you, uh, but join us. We'll have fun with it. We'll probably drink some drinks and, and talk Browns. I know Cody will have something there. Uh, so we'll do that with the Monday Rewind. Jake, uh, you'll have Chalk Talk on Tuesday, breaking down the film from this one, uh, really diving into the fault uh, of, of whoever's fault this was, everybody, uh, everybody, loss. Uh, and then we'll have a little fun on Garage Beers on Tuesday night, uh, talking about maybe some other things just to get your palate cleansed, so stay tuned to that. Uh, Barry and Fred will be on uh, OBR Weekly on Wednesday, Uh, Andrew and Cody will be on, uh, the weekend preview on Thursday and we'll run the pre and post game show on Sunday next week for the bills game. But listen, the Browns get smoked, uh, today, almost giving up a 40 spot to the Miami dolphins in a game where after their first drive for a touchdown, they were not competitive ever again in the game. And that is a brutal, brutal thing to take. So listen, thank you guys for joining us on the post game show. It was great. We enjoyed your comments. A lot of things to make us smile, so we totally appreciate you for that because the Browns gave us nothing to smile about. Uh, And uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us and supporting the OBR. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure that you are following the OBR social media accounts or, as Jake likes it when I call them, the socials uh, on the line. We appreciate you guys for that. Uh, and thanks for hanging out with us for this post game show uh, for Jake Burns over there. Go follow him at Jake underscore Burns 18 for Brad Ward at Ward on right. Ward on sports. Am I saying that right? You got name, it, brother. You nailed it. Follow him at Ward on sports. I'm Michael Keefe at garage beers, Mike uh, again, bronze losers today, but we can all be winners. Go do something fun for the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and get your week started off right. We'll see you later. Cheers. everybody.